So if I'm more prepared with knowing what I want from the interview, because it's a two-way road, would it be easier for me to answer your questions when, whenever they're getting deeper so that you want to know more about myself? Now we were mentioning the certificates and the training. This is because it was, I knew already what I wanted, but had I not known that before, it would probably be more difficult for me to answer that. So is this something that you recommend to have before the interview? Know what you want from yourself and the, in, the job you're interviewing for? I would recommend that, especially because you... You want to make it a two-way street and you can expect the people from a company side that want to hire that they are prepared and that they know what they want from a candidate. They want X, A and B skills. Very simple and they want the specific personality to come with it. So they, they'll be assessing because they know. You obviously don't know the company yet and you don't know the exact role yet. But what you do know is yourself and you do know what do I like? What do I want to see in the next job? And when you start at the top of that, and when you look at what's really important to me and what do I want, you can break it down easily to different topics, which you can break down in different questions and in different subtopics, so to say, where you can focus questioning on and where you can assess them on. A lot of the times, horrible question, I think, uh, from company side, is very soon in the first interview, why do you want to join us? That's a question a lot of companies are still asking. And obviously you don't know yet because you only did some research, etc. So uh, when, when you would come to such a point, I would always for myself try to have in mind, maybe I would even say like, well, I don't know yet if I want to join your company, but for me, A, B, and C is very important. So I'm just here to find out where you stand on these parts and, and, and take it from there. That's a very good way of putting it, actually. Another question that came up a lot was about salary. People are not sure whether it's appropriate to ask about it or mention it during the first interview, or generally they don't know what is the appropriate timing for it and how do you come up with it. Can you enlighten us a bit about that? Yeah, that's a good question. That, that depends on a lot of factors, actually, because like sometimes you would have an, uh, an intake call before you go to an interview, or sometimes um, there's a, a salary bracket mentioned on the website. Like, what, what information do you have already? If you kind of know, okay, let's, let's state that you kind of know the salary indication for the role, and it's kind of in line with what you're looking for, so you know they're paying between... I don't know, 3,000 or 4,000 euros and you're somewhere in that range, then I would never talk about it in the first interview. And that's kind of an unwritten rule. On the other hand, if you don't know at all, then you might want to ask at least an indication in the first interview because everybody might be wasting their time if you are, well, asking 5,000 and they can pay 3,000. So if you kind of have an idea... I would avoid it in the first interview because it's it's more about do we click, do we do we like each other, do I like the job, and then we well, we will come to terms somewhere along the way because we're somewhere in each other's range. But if you don't know and you don't have a call up front with a recruiter or anything, then I would definitely ask in the first interview, um, yeah, what the salary indication for the role is. But I would state with it because I have not been informed about it and it wasn't on the website, it wasn't on the job post. So I really don't know and it would be a shame if we go through three rounds and then come to a point that we are very far apart. But there as well, it, it's really important, I think, that you know what you want to earn 
on a monthly basis as well because that's about knowing uh, the questions you're asking as well yeah, yeah you want to know what the salary range is and they ask what do you want you need to have an answer at least yeah correct yeah that I, I totally agree so you should at least do some line of thinking before that and maybe have some talks with people or people from from the market or do some online research and maybe even calculate for yourself hey what what money do I need to uh, to pay my expenses every month and at least have some idea of what you're getting into unless it's completely non-important but that's in rare cases <laughs> You also mentioned the fact that you have first round, second round, third round. Do you have a brief or short explanation about what the first round is for, second round, third one sometimes? How um, how do companies see those uh, waves of interview? I, I What I experience is that a lot of companies do it differently. Uh, like I mentioned way back in my introduction that we are working, I think, with diff- 40 different companies and all of them have pretty much different interview processes. Some take five rounds, some do one or two. So that really, really depends on the company and the interview process. But in general, on average, usually the first round will be more about culture and about you as a personality and do we fit on a on a cultural, personal level and get more information from each other, basically. And then a second round will be more thorough on the actual match with the job, but that's in general. One thing to add there is regarding the topics of an interview. Huh? Usually, obviously, first interview is more on culture, more on company, etc. The second one is more on how do you really match with the job. But it's also a good thing to ask it up front. Uh, usually you get an interview scheduled by somebody. You can definitely ask by email or via phone uh, what the interview is going to be about and if they can give you some kind of guidelines for it so you can take that into account when you prepare for the interview. The only thing I want to add there when it comes to preparation is, and it's been kind of a topic in this interview, the preparation starts with yourself. What do you want? What are you looking for? What's important for you? And afterwards, you're going to dive into uh, the company. Okay. At some point, an interview uh, comes to an end. What is for you a good closing note? A lot of people that I spoke to would like to know how it went. They would like to know uh, feedback about it in order to improve themselves in the future and understand uh, which points they were not really sharp with. How do you see a review at the end or uh, a feedback? That's also a difficult one. Um, we ask the hard questions here. Yes, I know this. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a positive thing. If you, as a candidate, you ask for feedback. For me, it also shows a little bit that you're eager, that you're curious, that you want to know right away. And it shows that you can be a little bit vulnerable because it's vulnerable to ask, hey, how did I do? Because the answer can also be like, well, not so good. And then you're just sitting there. So in general, it's a positive thing. However, you should expect companies not willing to share that either because of uh, policies where they maybe have the agreement that they don't share feedback right away after the interview. Uh, Maybe they still want uh, a lot of the times you're talking to multiple people. Maybe they still need to align internally to make a decision or to say something reasonable about that. What maybe could be a better way to do it where you and get your answers and show this skill of vulnerability and uh, putting yourself out there and just asking these questions and kind of showing maturation 
would be to maybe ask like, hey, if I can have one more minute of your time, would you tell me one thing you found very positive about this interview and one thing that you maybe thought is a bit more negative? Because that way you frame the question <coughs> in a way that you can, you do get your feedback on what went good and what went wrong, but you're not pressuring them into giving you an answer on decision-making or whatever, which can shut them down. Would you advise a candidate to ask for the feedback? Not the decision-making, but the feedback. I would, yeah. Yeah, I, w- I would, but I would also ask a candidate myself before he goes into that interview if he's comfortable doing so because my most important thing is stick to yourself so if you're a more introvert person you're not like that don't put yourself in high water you know (laughs) that would be my follow-up question so okay okay, thank you for answering it because you said it is important to remain yourself yeah i agree totally with it and if somebody's not comfortable asking for feedback would you then still advise it to do it but no then i would then i would then i would not but in general, I would, I, would, I would always ask them, like, hey, this could be a good idea to do. Uh, do you feel comfortable? And if they say, well, not really, well, then don't do it. But if you do, if you feel comfortable enough, I think it's an asset. Do you think they should ask about the competition as well? So how many candidates are going on an interview? Tough question. I have not re- never, ever really thought deep about this one, to be honest. But my instinct is to say no. Don't ask doesn't matter you're there for yourself you're there to see if you like them not to hope they pick you because then we're not a mutual relationship anymore so that's one thing and on the other hand i wouldn't oh yeah what what do we win with it what do we win with it when we get the answer yeah there's three other candidates so you know it now what yeah exactly so I, i wouldn't i wouldn't do it i wouldn't recommend it leave it be I mean, you know, be yourself, and if you get the job and you want the job, that's great. You've seen a lot. You've been through a lot. One of the questions that we also got was how to avoid a bad interview. Which point are they always repeating? Which mistake are they always repeating, especially the ones that just are starting out, the junior, the very juniors? Well, I basically have two answers to that question. Basically asking the question back to yourself, Am I the only one who need to impress in this interview? So whatever mistakes are common between people who just starting the job market, the, the most common mistake is not seeing it as a two-way street and too much being focused on how do I perform in this interview and not being yourself and not uh, judging the, uh, the company. But to name a mistake, which is not actually a mistake, but it happens very much with people that are just starting uh, to look for a job, is they get very nervous. And nerves is, is actually a good thing, but, but it, hap- it, it, it can be a bad thing if it, well, if it influences your interview. And uh, the mistake is not sharing. So what I always suggest people who are just uh, starting in a job market looking for a job, I always suggest them to, if they're nervous, share it, be open about it, communicate it, because it's actually a good thing if you're nervous, because it, it means something to you. And a lot of the times, yeah, like I said, it's not an actual mistake as in you're making a mistake, but it happens a lot. And, and when the mistake is not sharing it, yeah, for that reason, 
the the other side of the table might think, oh, this guy is very shaky or very weirdish, or sometimes they do recognize it. You you need to hope that they do recognize it as you being nervous. But if you just tell it up front, you uh, you'll kind of take the elephant out of the room right away, and make an extra good impression on uh, self-awareness, vulnerability, and communication again. And uh, besides sharing, sometimes you can share it, but is there a way or do you see a way to eliminate some of this nervousness, some of the stress before the interview? Yes, yeah, sharing. Before the interview at all? Well, before the interview, no, but like, <laughs> there's, there's multiple ways to do that. I think that's very personal and very different. I myself would use uh, breathing exercises. Um, I have some breathing exercises which can calm me down. So I would recommend that to other people, like if they don't have a known way to do it. But I think like sharing it at the beginning will already kind of put the, the pressure off and it gives the other people the the opportunity to um, to also calm you a bit down. Yeah, I got, when I was in New Zealand, got the advice from a manager. It resonates what you said. He said, Eric, you don't know what you don't know. So you can't prepare for the things you don't know. But if you're prepared, you know, you know the things you're prepared about. So as long as you do that, you know, you will be well prepared into the interview and nurse will be there, take a sip of water and share, tell them you're nervous uh, because that will ease your nerve as well because they, it's a common cause then. We all know that I'm nervous so and after two minutes it will drop away. And that probably will make you at ease as well. I was actually a little bit nervous before this interview and for before the start of this interview and as you guys remember <laughs> I shared it. <laughs> I also saw you breathing a lot. <laughs> But all right, and besides that, do you have any tips for the listeners from your perspective? Any story that you would like to share from uh, personal experience? Anything that you think they must know it and we didn't talk about this? Well, the one thing we did not really talk about, and well, we talked about it a little bit, but not specifically, and it's an important one, is body language. And this is uh, a lot of time misunderstood by young people and overvaluated by older people, which are usually on the other side of the table. I think it's very important to uh, to bring the right body language to to an interview. And I have seen multiple cases throughout the last years where people actually are nice guys and they're really fit for the job on an experience level and they don't get it because, or they don't get the job because they are like, nah, not really showing interest in the way they sit, for instance, because they're a little bit laid back and they are a little bit down and whatever. and that sometimes can give a wrong impression that you don't at all want to give. So I would always say, yes, be yourself. And if you're a laid back guy, obviously you can sit a little bit laid back, but try to have an open, I would recommend just like the first impression, you know, yes, be yourself. Don't dress up too much, but also don't go in your, uh, in your Sunday tracksuit. And the same goes for body language. Yes, you don't have to be very stiff and completely straight, but try to be open and try to make eye contact and try to be aware of how you sit and how you appear. Because it's actually well known that more than 50% of our communication is through our body language and not through what we say. So, yeah, that, that's one I would definitely recommend people to focus on when going into interviews. 
That's a good point. This is not usually something that you think about, especially the more younger you are, you care about it less. And I can only imagine that while well, the older the uh, interviewer is, or the, depending on the age, of course, there could be a little gap there. But this is definitely a good point to take in. Thanks. Eric, do you have anything to add uh, from your perspective? Share a story in that regard? No, I think we covered a lot. Maybe, maybe it's a really easy one as well. What do you recommend a candidate, especially Generation Z, what should they do with their phone when they're going to an interview? Good one. <laughs> Definitely put it in flight mode to begin with. I think that's, yes, we're Gen Z, yes, or we are always connected. Yes, that's kind of part of the generation, but you don't want to be disturbed during an interview, so you want it to be silent and you you, yeah, you definitely don't want it to go off. And if you only put it on uh, on silent mode where you can still get a buzz, well, you know, we all know you get a lot of messages from uh, whatever it is, from TikTok, Facebook, uh, Instagram, email. That doesn't work. Um, I like to put it to flight mode and just put it on the table a bit to the right side so that it's also very obviously it's not disturbed or whatever you can also keep it in your pocket but definitely put it on flight mode would be my recommendation what if you forget to put your phone on flight mode and you get a call uh, in the middle i would, would would be open and honest about it so i would probably say well uh, oh my apologies and press it away and say i forgot to put it on flight mode uh, and i'll do it right away and, and then continue with the conversation yeah then continue with the conversation you're human I mean, you can make a mistake. <laughs> no, and the, and the bigger a deal you make out of it, the bigger a deal it will become. Exactly. Yeah. It's a small thing. You can forget things. Fix it. Continue. Thanks a lot. I think we got a lot of things covered. So I would say let's wrap things up and go over some of the highlights. So as we spoke today, one important thing to keep in mind is the that you have to be well prepared for an interview. Uh, by that meaning, do a research about the company you're applying for, whether it's going to their website, going through their homepage, clicking on anything you can find there, get as much of info as you can. Besides that, maybe the company has been somewhere on the news, whether it's good news or bad news. You would like to know that because again, this is something you're going to be hopefully involved with if you want it. You can do personal research on the person you're going to be interviewed with, but the safest way to go with is always check the company. Uh, besides that, before you start, it's always nice to have a little ice-breaking session with uh, the person you're going to talk with. Mention anything uh, of your interest, anything that can uh, shine another type of light on you. And uh, come with at least a handful of questions, even if they're the most basic ones. This shows a well-prepared candidate. Questions can be about growth, uh, how the company can support your growth, just show that you're interested to stay there long and that you're interested to know how they're going to support you in this because eventually it is a two-way road. You need to make sure that you like them and they like you. They need your value and you need to bring uh, your own value to them. While you're in an interview, an important thing is first impression. Yes, you can dress however you want. Yes, you can dress for the role. But the uh, most important thing to keep in mind is be yourself with how you dress. If the role, of course, requires you to wear a suit, wear a suit for the interview. And don't over-exaggerate with showing your persona. Sometimes uh, it can be a bit overwhelming because you don't know who the person is on the other side. And uh, one thing that we mentioned at the end as well is that body language is very important. If you don't know anything about body language, well, this is where I can say Google it, 
check it on YouTube. There's a lot of interesting channels about that. And this is definitely going to help you with presenting yourself. Uh, besides that, if you don't know what to say during an interview or you don't know what the right answer is or if you don't know if there is an answer for what they're asking, make sure that it, there, it's not just blank and you continue to the next one. Fill it in with something else. If you're showing that you don't know what the answer is, you're showing vulnerability and this can be presented as well in, uh, on a side of strength. Besides that, whenever you're going to an interview while you're talking there, you got to make sure that you know what you want from yourself from the company and that way it will help you to answer most of the questions that you're going to be shot at and when it comes to difficult questions uh, salary popped up as well if you are aware of the salary brackets that the company is offering for the role you don't really need to ask about it in the interview because you kind of know what to expect if you do not have any clue about what they're offering it is not that bad to ask what the brackets are instead of asking a specific number because it's good to know what you're going for. You don't want to, you know, bring it up at the end of a conversation. It might be all good and all, but eventually if the salary is not there, obviously we're working for a salary as well. But if the salary is not what you need in order to sustain yourself, it can be a bit of a bummer. So make sure to know what you're worth. And if the salary is not there, ask for it. Uh, you're going to probably go through more than one round of interview. The first round of an interview is usually an introduction, see if there is a click, understand the character a bit. So this is, again, where the first impression really counts. Usually the second one is more technical, checking that you're matching with the skills and with your knowledge. Um, so this is something that you have to keep in mind because different companies have different procedures. Some have, as uh, Sebastian said, three interviews, four interviews, five interviews. It really depends on the company. But uh, usually the first one is to make sure that there's a click. Regarding feedback, it is important to know how well the interview went uh, for yourself, especially if you don't know or don't have a lot of experience with it. So it's always nice to ask about your points of improvement in that case in order to make sure that you don't repeat them later on because you ask it's free and then later on you know you you can improve upon that so you don't have less chances of scoring the job and besides that something very very important for this generation is put your phone on silent beforehand because the other side is looking not to put pressure, but again, in a lot of cases, you might forget about it. And if you do forget about it, just apologize real quick, put the phone on silent, hang everything up and continue the conversation. Because if you make it awkward, it is awkward. This has been Radian and Eric with our guest Sebastian on Young's Professional Guide. Thanks a lot for listening and we'll see you next time.